Are you guys happy that you're in the house of God? I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that I'm here. Uh, my name is John. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Bible. Uh, we're in the middle of a series called Go Fishing. And the reason why we chose uh, the title for that message is that was what uh, Jesus said to Peter and Andrew when he called them to a higher purpose. They were fishing and doing their temporal work. Um, but when Jesus came to them, he called them to a higher, eternal uh, purpose that was much greater than just fishing for fish. He said, follow me, and then I'm going to make you a fisher of people, or I'm going to uh, give you a calling that's much greater than just uh, what your temporal work is. And the same way that he's called uh, Peter and Andrew to follow him, he's called all of us to follow him in the same way and calling us to a higher purpose than just existing and trying to make ends meet and doing the things that every, we do all the time. Um, we can do all those different things, but we can do it with an eternal purpose and uh, and something that will impact somebody's life for eternity. I'm really stoked that uh, different ones are getting baptized. Uh, if you are getting baptized, could you just raise your hand this morning? Oh, you're getting baptized too. Yeah, so we have, um, it's going to be a great time. And then, um, yeah, so let's let's jump into the word this morning. Uh, the text that we're, we're focusing on is still in Luke chapter 10. And we've been going through the steps of how God called us to reach the world. Uh, we call it prayer evangelism, but there's four different steps. One is to bless, um, speak peace over people. So in Luke 10, verse 5, it says, And whatever house you enter, say, Peace be to this house. Uh, that's really simple. We, we don't go around cursing other people or uh, saying, like, that person has a different political view than me. That person has a different view on whatever than me. So I'm just, those people are so dumb. Uh, it's hard to do that, right? Yeah, Pastor Lance, it's kind of hard to do that. But God's called us to bless. All people bless, not curse. The second thing is fellowship. Um, fellowship is not going from house to house. It's not like we're not trying to reach everybody at one time. God's called us to reach each one, reach one. So God's put a certain person in your life and or certain people in your life that God has given you favor with. Those are the ones that, that he's called you to reach. The, the third is to... Once you have that relationship, to, to pray for the sick. Or when there's something that happens that's, that's um, where they express a need, that if you pray, God will meet them exactly where they are. And then the last step, and we're talking about that today, is declare that the kingdom of God has come near. So we'll go into that a little bit more. But let's say that uh, scripture together. This is what Jesus told his disciples to do, to declare that the kingdom of God was there. Let's read this together. One, two, three. The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Let's say that one more time. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your call on every single one of our lives and the privilege that we have to share you with others. And Lord, not in a, a weird, awkward way, but God, you've called us to just be uh, people that just tell the story of how you've impacted our lives. Thank you, Lord, for calling us into your family, calling us your, your sons and your daughters. And Lord, that you have given us a perspective that's much greater than just uh, the world that we see here, but you've called us into an eternal calling, an eternal destiny. Thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. How many of you know that uh, the same way that, I mean, when, when the church from Ukraine sent me that video, um, the first time I saw it, I thought, this is so amazing that we live in a day that there's believers all over the world worshiping the same God, worshiping in the same way, 
And God has allowed us, because he's blessed our lives, to be a blessing to people halfway around the world. And we can see them enjoying the presence of God even in the midst of a war. And, and, and I thought that's, that's so amazing that we, can, that we can participate and be a blessing to the body of Christ on the other side of the world. How many of you know that, that there's a blessing that God has called you, that he's deposited into your life that you can give that's much more than just your money, much more than just your treasure. But it's your testimony or your experiences that you've had with the Lord. How many of you can think of an experience that you've had with God? where he's changed your life, he's revealed himself to you, he's healed you, he's healed somebody else that you know. We've all had experiences with God. And with those experiences that we have with God, there's a power, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a power in those experiences that when we share it with somebody else, that it can reduplicate in the life of someone, uh, so, someone else. And so one of the things, and I just consciously, kind of like unconsciously do it. Whenever like God does something cool, I like to talk to that with other people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and whenever I do that, I want to, I know that God wants to show off to them. He wants to show them that there is like another world that operates outside of this one, that the kingdom of heaven really is here where God is king and his rules are different than, than the rules here. And so he can do stuff that, that we have no idea that he can do, um, even simple things. So I just want to share a couple things, uh, a couple of texts that I got this week of how the kingdom of God operates. It's, it's not weird. Tell your neighbor, it's not weird. <laughs> so this, this text is from, um, uh, I'll just tell you, it's from Leigh this, uh, this week. She said, Gabe started football and there is nowhere to find shoes, sports shoes on Maui. The Adidas outlet in Lahaina said that they only had one soccer shoe in stock, but it can be used for football. Before making the drive, I thought, why not check Goodwill as you never know that what they will carry? I said in my prayer, Lord, please help us find shoes for Gabriel that is reasonable. I walked into the store and the perfect shoe was sitting on the shelf, his size and all. Brand new Adidas that would have cost 50 bucks, but it was only $7. Isn't that cool? The exact same shoes. And, and that, it's not something like, you know, crazy, but it's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God operates differently. And, and what, I, what I've noticed is that when you are a Christian for a long time, that kind of stuff just is normal. It, it's, it's like when you're, when you're in one culture, that culture kind of becomes normal. And then you don't recognize what that culture is until you go to another culture. Then when you go to another culture, you're like, oh, my culture is pretty good. You're like... I was smuggling Bibles to China uh, years ago, and um, and we were in Hong Kong, and uh, and I heard that you know they have this like uh, electric city where you can buy electronics and then you can like barter. So I was, oh, I'm down. I'm gonna like, go barter my way to like get a like a really good camera. So I, I we get to this this um, this street and you know there's like lights all over the place, and I'm like I'm gonna get a camera. So I go into this camera shop. And there was this nice camera that I was going to get, and it was like 300 bucks. And so I said, hey, I like that camera. And the guy behind the counter, he's like, oh, good. You like the camera? $300. And I'm like, $300? I'll give you 100 He goes, 100 Okay, you give me 100 
So I said, oh, that was easy. Like, oh, I'm good at bartering. So I, I take my wallet out. I give the $100 to the guy. He gives the $100 to this kid. The kid runs, you know, out in the back of the, the store. And he, he goes, we don't have that camera. He going to buy you from down the street. He, he, he bring back. And I'm like, okay. Half an hour, no camera. I'm like, where is he? He was like, having trouble. He'll be here soon. No worry. You no worry. I was like, oh, shucks. Wait, another half an hour, a whole hour, the kid's not back. And I'm thinking, shucks, I think I just, like, got ripped off. <laughs> and then, and then so, so he goes, we have many other, you take this camera. And it's, like, this small little, like, stupid-looking camera. And I said, I don't want that camera. I want that camera. He goes, we know more. And then give me my money back. He took your money. So I go inside your drawer and give me money. No, 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 can't. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, like, uh, so, so I was there with my friend, and we're like, let's just strong arm him and like, get our money. <laughs> and there's a policeman outside, so we talked to the policeman. He didn't do anything. And then finally I was like, all right, just give me a camera. So he gives me like, this lame, cheapo camera, and I got a camera for 100 bucks, and I was gypped. And I realized a very important lesson. When you're in Hong Kong, you don't give your money before you get your merchandise. <laughs> you get your merchandise first, and then you give your money. But in America, we're just used to being able to give our money first, and then it's like an understood principle that we're going to get our goods, right? And you don't know it's different until you experience a different culture. Like in the kingdom of God, he answers prayer over and over and over again, and it just becomes like this normal culture that we live in. The kingdom of God is much different than the world, but being a Christian, it becomes normal, and when it becomes normal, we don't recognize it. And we, when we don't recognize it, we can't remember it. And then when we can't remember it, then it can't be reproduced in the life of someone else. Right? We, we, have to, we have to recognize it, then remember it, so that it can be reproduced in someone else's life. Um, I want you to think for yourself. What are the testimonies that God has given you? What are the things that he has revealed to you about himself in your life? Because every single instance that God reveals himself, um, you can re reproduce in the life of someone else. Let, let me just give you a stupid example, but let me give you an example. Um, there was, I was working at the YMCA. This is like, you know, a while back, but I was working at the YMCA. And one of my friends who I was reaching out to, he just got saved. Um, both his parents died in a car accident, and he started living with us, this young kid. And so he became saved. He was living with us, and um, we we're, we we're kind of discipling him just in our house. And so I was a, a, a YMCA group leader, and so, so was he. And I remember that I, I was at uh, UH Manoa, and me and my friend, we were um, there on campus, and it started pouring rain. And I, I said, God, it would be so awesome if you could just, like, make the rain stop so when I walk to the dorm, I won't get off soaking wet because I didn't bring my umbrella. And as soon as I prayed that prayer, the rain stopped. And not only did the rain stop, but like the, the clouds cleared away. And I was like, oh, God, you answered my prayer. And I was all stoked, right? And so I, 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 went, I went to the dorm. I told my friend, oh, this happened. And, and so my friend was like, what? God doesn't answer prayer like that. And I'm like, no. Like I prayed. It was pouring. No, for real. It was like pouring, like pouring rain. And I just threw the prayer up in it. It stopped reading. So I say the prayer, and, and, I t and I tell my friend. My friend's like, God doesn't do that. 
I said, no, God does that. He did that. He do that. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know, mixing up stories, Chinese. Any, anyway, um, so, so, we, <laughs> so, so I go to, I, uh, I go home, and then my friend, he comes back. Um, his name was Mackie. He, he comes back home, and he's a group leader, and he had like this, he had this um, presentation with his kids, with all the parents, right? And then he, he said that it just started dumping rain. And, and he remembered what I told him, and he said, I wonder if God answers prayer. So about that. And so he said, God, can you please stop the rain? And he said, right when he said that prayer, the rain stopped, and he said that the skies parted the same way that I said. The skies parted, and then the kids could do their presentation in front of the parents on, in dry weather. And so he came home, and he's like, John, God did answer your prayer because he answered my prayer. The sky parted. The, the rain stopped. Oh, that was so cool. And I realized, like, that was, like, one of the most, like, cool things because I realized that when God does something for me and I talk about it, there's like this reproductive, reproductive power that when someone hears it, they, they get faith to believe that maybe it can happen in their life. So um, I'm kind of stealing your, stealing your points. Zach's going to be, be praying to you. So I, I want to, so the last thing is to preach, to share. Because when we pray for people and God answers that prayer, it's so easy just to say, oh, that was like, wow, that was like a coincidence. And that's, that's where we say, no, 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 that wasn't a coincidence. That's like a different kingdom at work. That's an invisible kingdom that operates on a different level. And so when we prayed, this, this is crazy. Like there's this girl, Ryan knows this girl. Like I, I met her online through a business that I was doing. And she told me that she was trying to have a kid and she couldn't have a kid. And I said, you know what? God can help you get a kid. And she's like, what? I said, why don't you just pray and ask God? And she goes, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, okay, I'll pray for you. So I prayed for her. I said, get ready. God might give you a kid. So we prayed for her. And no joke, like three months later, she had a kid. She, was, she didn't have a kid, but she was pregnant and then had a kid later. And, and she, was, she wasn't a Christian. And I said, okay, so now you got to go to church. And you got to just thank God for, for what he did. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I can go to church. Just, just go to church. I don't even know if she did. But it was a prayer that was very specific. God answered it. And then when she told me that she was pregnant, I was like, okay, that was God. Remember we prayed? And then she's like, oh, yeah. How many of you, like, when God answers prayer, sometimes you don't recognize that it was God that answered the prayer? Like, and then only later you realize, like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to read you a story, and then I'll give it to Zach. So this is, this is from Jake. How many of you miss Jake? If you miss Jake, say, oh. <laughs> um, so this is, he says, I don't, so he jumps in on our staff meetings, and then he still makes videos for us and stuff. But he says, I don't really have a team of people to share with, so I figured I'd share with you guys. We're like his leftovers. Um, in my quiet time, I've been, I've been asking the Lord to reveal his faithfulness to me in a way that I could recognize, then turn it around as thankfulness and praise. At the time, Danny and I have been praying for God to provide supplies to help us with home needs. In fact, on Thursday, we somewhat jokingly prayed, and if you could deliver some stuff to our doorstep, that would be wonderful. And, and that house was an answer to prayer. Remember his testimony before he left? That at the beginning of 2001, during the pandemic, 
he said that God challenged him to pray a big prayer. And he said, God, please help us get a house. And at the last month of the year, they closed on a house in Texas. God answered that prayer. Regular in the kingdom of God, not so regular in the kingdom of this world. Um, so he says, on Saturday, after delivering some Easter cookies to our neighbors, one of them returned about an hour later with brand new window screens, which we have been needing. She brought them right to our doorstep. At first, I was just like, oh, wow, thanks. But as she was walking away, she said, God is good. And it hit me. God just answered two prayers at the same time. He provided for us and he showed us his faithfulness. Isn't that cool? It's so easy to not recognize the kingdom of God, not recognize the goodness of God. But we need to recognize, remember, so it can be reproduced. Okay, Pastor Jack, can you guys give a hand for Pastor Jack? Thank you. You want my notes? You can keep going if you want. <laughs> no, it's so good. I love what uh, Pastor John said about, you know, recognizing what God is doing in our lives. Because when we can recognize what he's doing in our lives, it helps us to remember those things. And so we can share those things so that it can help other people and can encourage other people. Amen. And now one of the things that I was thinking about is, you know, that idea about the fish. Yeah, the fish, the, the fish lives in the water, and so does the fish know that it's wet. Probably doesn't know it's wet until it's out of the water, right? And so in the same way, when we're experiencing God and we're walking with God, we're experiencing his power and his kingdom every day of our lives. And, we, and sometimes we forget what it's like to not live in that. We forget. And I love this, this thought because what we're doing, when we share a testimony, when we share a testimony, what we're doing, it was, we're, we're taking somebody who's dry and we're making them wet. You know what I mean? We're, we're fishing for men, but we're, but we're in the, we're in the water? No, maybe they're in the water and we're on dry land and we want to make them dry. Either way, it works. We're giving them something that they're not used to. We're, provide, we're providing a glimpse into a kingdom that is not of this world. Something that, they, that is powerful, that is life-giving and not life-sucking and life-taking, right? Because that's who God is. God is a God of love. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of power and healing. He wants to do those things in other people's lives through us. He wants us to go to somebody to grab them by the hand and say, hey, come, let me show you something real. Let me show you something amazing. And by the way, that something is God. Yeah? You know, I was thinking about John, in John chapter 9, there's a guy who was born blind. Anybody you know this story? Yeah, so this guy, he was born blind. Jesus walks past him. He's like, I'm going to heal this guy because he's crying out, spits in the mud, the dirt, makes mud, smears it on his eyes and says, go wash your eyes in a pool. Guy's like, all right. Goes to the pool, sees, vision appears in his eyes and he's walking around and people are thinking, this is nuts. Isn't this the guy who's born blind? Isn't this the guy who's a beggar? But yet he can see again. Yeah. And so he's brought before the Pharisees and he's recounting what Jesus did for him multiple times. And they're like, no, you're nuts. You're out. They kick him out of the synagogue. 
Jesus finds out about this, that he got kicked out of the synagogue. He goes and finds him and says, hey, I'm Jesus. Come follow me. Jesus allowed the miracle to lead him, the dude, to himself. And in the same way, our testimonies, when we share our testimonies, when we share what God has done in our lives, what happens is we provide a glimpse into power of the kingdom of God, which then allows them to see Jesus. Yeah? And when they can see Jesus, when they experience the power, it's easy for God to come in and say, that was me. And I love that. For me, there's, there's a couple of points. And I, I want to, let me regress a little bit. But there's power within our testimonies, within the stories and the accounts that we have with God. There's power within it. There is power. And within that power, it defeats the enemy and it's prophetic in nature. What Pastor John was saying, when we share a testimony, we share what God has done, it provides faith into other people's lives in order for that same thing to happen again. That's where the prophetic nature comes from. The power comes from allowing us the opportunity to stand up and fight so that the gates of hell will not prevail against us because the Spirit of God is with us. Amen? And so when I hear of stories about uh, God saving families, family members, that's when I get fired up. Because I still have family members that don't know Christ that are, that are not saved, going to hell, and I'm like, God, I want that to happen in my family. What you did in this guy's family, I want to happen to mine. What you did for this guy's dad, I want you to do that for mine. It's the, the faith that rises up within me when I hear stuff that God does in somebody else's life that I want happen in mine. It gives me something to hold on to, something to present to God and say, God, if you did this for this person, you could do it for me. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. And it's the same way when we, when we share what God has done. If God can part the, part the skies and stop it from raining, he can do it for you. What God has done in the Bible 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years ago, he can do for you again. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It is, he's not different. He didn't lose power over the years. He didn't get weaker. Yeah? God can do it. And so when we share... There's an expectation that it's going to put faith into somebody's life. That they're going to want to see the exact same thing happen again. Because that, like, life sucks sometimes, right? Can we agree? Life sucks? Yeah. But God is good in the midst of all of that, and he helps us through it. He gives us hope, and he gives us faith to walk through the fires of life and to come out the other end and see good come out of it. When we can see the good that comes out of it, we can share the good to other people. So when they're walking at the edge of the fire, about to walk through it, you can say, I walked through it. You can too. God help me. God can help you. Yeah? Amen. I want to leave you with this before I give it back to Pastor John. Is that a testimony 
is that it magnifies Jesus in a powerful and prophetic word that will plant a seed of faith that will grow and change a life in its time. Let the miracles of Jesus draw people to himself, just as how Jesus intended in Luke 9, that we heal the sick. Let the kingdom of God, the power of God, transform somebody's life, to impact somebody's life, and let that lead them to Christ. Not your knowledge, not your charisma, but the power of the kingdom of God in their lives. Let that lead them to Christ. Say to them that the kingdom of God has come near to you. Amen. Yeah, Pastor John. And can we give a hand for your pastors at worship team? Can you come up as we close our, our service today? Um, as Pastor Zach was sharing, this one verse came to mind. Um, this comes from Malachi, um, the promise of the Lord's mercy. This is Malachi 3.16, and it says, And those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. Everyone say spoke with each other. Then, the Lord, then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. When you speak to each other about the Lord, the Lord is listening to what you're saying. Isn't that interesting? You can't talk behind the back of God. <laughs> those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. This it says, in his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. God, the nature of our God is that he remembers. He remembers the good. He remembers the, the evil. But with the evil, it said that through Christ, everything that has done that we've done that is evil is put in the sea of forgetfulness. And the righteousness of Jesus Christ is now imputed to us. And in his book, it says that there's a book of remembrance that was written. And it says, to record the names of those who feared him and always thought, remembered about the honor of his name. He says, they will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's army. On the day that I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure, and I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. There's a, there's a power in remembering. And a lot of times, I don't think we emphasize it enough. But when you do something good for your family, when you do something good for your kids, isn't it, doesn't it touch your heart when they are grateful, when they remember? And we're made in the image of God. He, he is constantly doing things for us, providing for us, showing us his goodness. We walk in his kingdom. And so it's so easy to forget. It's so easy not to recollect the goodness of God. But when we come to church and we talk to each other and jump in small group and share the goodness of God and what he did in our lives, God is listening to that. It pleases him. And in his book, of remembrance is written the names of those who feared him.
there's a preserving power that we have in remembering the goodness of God. It's in the power of our testimony. It's in the power of sharing what he's done. And, and as Zach was sharing uh, in the first service, I started thinking, what has God done in my life? What are the things that God has done in my life that I'm grateful for? And yes, he's provided for me like way more than I deserve. He's blessed me with a family. He's blessed me with an amazing church, all of these different things. And it, so to me, Jesus is my provider. He's my peace. Jesus is everything to me. But in all the things that Jesus did for me in my life, and I can count them and they are many, the one thing that he has done that I value more than anything was a time when I was in high school. And I remember it like yesterday. We were, we were in that building. Right after it was built, there was this woman and she was sharing the word. And she said, somebody here, has heard that Jesus loves him all his life, but God really wants you to know that he loves you. And something happened. I was probably junior high, high school. I don't remember exactly. But when she said that, I knew in my heart that God loved me. It, it went from my, my head to my heart. And that changed my life. Everything that my parents did for me, everything that I, nothing could have done for my life, what God did, that miracle that he did, that second of my life. Because from that moment on, I knew that God loved me. And there was nothing else that made a difference. Every time I went through pain, every time I went through a doubt, worry, fear, different uncertainties in life, I could always go back to that moment and know that God loved me. And it helped me get through everything and experience the goodness of God because I knew that he loved me. And if he loved me, he would care for me, protect me. And there was a trust that I had in God because I knew he loved me. To me, he is that. And everything flows from that. And I, I look at a world that that right now is being shaken because of COVID and everything that's going on, that, that the unjust things, the things that don't make sense. And, and more than anything, God has put us, you and me, in this world to reveal the love of the Father to those who don't know him. We talk about all these different things of how like God you know, can provide, he can heal, he can do all these different things, but the greatest miracle that God can do in the human heart is to reveal his love. And, and sometimes all it takes is something as simple as saying, hey, God loves you. That woman, she didn't have like, a, she wasn't an amazing preacher. She just said, someone here needs to know that God loves her. And that, those words that came out of her mouth transformed my life. And you have the power to do that in the life of your friends. God's called us. And as we celebrate Easter next week, it's a perfect time to invite family, friends to the house of the Lord. Ask them, come, God has something for you. He wants to reveal himself to you. And, 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 and maybe, just maybe, 
when they come through the doors and they hear the worship and they hear the word, that they'll hear something that will prove to them that God loves them. Amen. Can we stand and we'll close in this song. God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your hand on our lives. It's so easy to just forget and just get so used to your kingdom. But you've called us to bless, to fellowship, to pray for, and then to declare that the kingdom of God has come near to us, come near to to them. Lord, we pray that you would use us in this season, Lord, to be your hands and feet and to declare your kingdom. In Jesus' name, can we close our morning? It's Palm Sunday, uh, singing hallelujah. In the same way that when Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and they said, blessed be the name of the Lord, and they sang hallelujah to him, let's add to the thousands of hallelujahs that's been sung over the ages. Amen. Amen.